Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Um Actually Comics. My name is Tristan, uh, and uh, this is take two because I think I had Bob unplugged last time. But also, he is too busy uh, taking photos of the an amazing magazine we just found called Monsters and Things. Holy crap! This no, thing is incredible. No false advertising there. There yeah. are monsters and there. Things. I mean, both of those two things are there. But the thing that's great is that it's presented by someone named Doctor Headstone, which is the best, and he's <laughs> portrayed as this adorable little chud-looking dude with a, with a little shovel. And oh my adorable. god, he is fucking adorable. I'll post a photo of him on the on the uh, on the old uh, Instagram. For, the old uh, Instagram. The old. Uh, and then you, if you if you look at the back, it tells you you can learn radio television. Radio Free <laughs> good, Europe. Good old radio television. I love that stuff. Um, okay, oh, so what All do we right. got here? Comics. Uh, we got comic books today. Uh, this is uh, March 9th is when these books are going to be on the shelves. It's our and first, so, first March episode. Oh, my goodness. We, didn't, we weren't here last week. We weren't. Uh, where were we? Uh, we oh, right. The, the lousy March weather. Uh, the stupid comics were delayed, yeah, um, comics. but not this time. Yay! Not this time, I tells you. Uh, okay, we got uh, Amazing Spider-Man ninety-two. Huh? Didn't read it. Oops. I did, but I've, cool. I've been liking sand- the series. Man-eating sandwiches. <laughs> there was a man <laughs> eating sandwiches. No, there were sandwiches that eat men. Oh, man-eating sandwiches. <laughs> Okay. They all have, it's like sandwiches, like little ambulatory sandwiches with monster teeth. Jesus Christ, this sounds like the best comic ever. The last one had a weird monster chickens. I was into the last one. This one I didn't like as much, but it's still, it's fine. Except for the sandwiches. sandwiches. The sandwiches. Uh, Some good good imagery. Cool. Uh, We got uh, a new uh, manga of Animal Crossing, New Horizons. Nice. Uh, And also we have... I don't know if that's going to show up in our new releases, but if you search stickers on our website, we got so many of those like DK sticker books. Hmm. Uh, They're just like 500 stickers from Animal Crossing. It's just full of like little Animal Crossing stickers for like 12 bucks. Nice. Like, oh man, literally thousands of them. (laughs) Can I tell you my my Animal Crossing news from this week? I found in my my in my recycling bin, I found a damaged laboratory coat. And I put it on, and I put on a pair of purple pants, and I changed my skin green, <laughs> <laughs> and now I look like a tiny Hulk. That's adorable. I it thought is, you were, I thought you good. would look like a, a tiny lizard, but that's yeah, also yeah. He doesn't. He looks more like a tiny green giant in a lab coat, but oh. like you know, I don't know. I <laughs> tried to make him look like a Hulk. It's it's Animal Crossing though. It's always cute. So you can't really make something Hulk out. God, anyway. I hope this episode sounds okay. It looks like all of our levels are all fucked up. So yeah, it sounds gonna, a little strange yeah, to yeah, me. It does. Should uh, we stop and fingers check? crossed? Hold on. You know what? I'm going to stop and see what everything sounds like. I guess it sounds okay. So I think we're going to keep it going this way. It's fantastic. Uh, that's fantastic. Uh, anywho, uh, Ant number three. <laughs> I said anyway. I said anywho, like I was from the Midwest. Well. I do that sometimes. People think I'm from the Midwest because my parents are from, my dad is from there, but I'm not from there. You fool. You should have been from there. I should have, but instead I came from Maryland. Ooh. Rough. <laughs> um, Apache Delivery Service, the comic that neither of us has kept up with. I have been buying it, and it looks good, but I keep forgetting. I have them set aside to read, and I will read them before the end of the, before the fourth issue comes out. I will, re- I will read these Apache Perfect. Delivery Services. Perfect timing. Because I like Matt Kent. Uh, Batgirls number four. Mm, I like this one too. Um, 
Batman and Scooby-Doo Mysteries is wrapping up. Oh, no. But they throw everything but the kitchen sink into this (laughs) issue. It's like literally every Batman villain, isn't it? There's like everyone from like Lord Deathman to like the Eraser. It's like every single one is in there. There's ones that I didn't know who they were. They went went hard on this one, which is great. Hard in the paint. Um, Black Panther number three, the second printing is out. So you can finally get that issue. That's um, a good issue. I like that. Yeah. Buffy the Last Vampire Slayer number four is out. Ending on a high note. I liked this comic. This yeah. is a nice four-issue Buffy series that was worth checking out. Nice. Uh, Captain Carter number one. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> I got to say it was okay, but it felt, I was like, I think this was one they had to get out of the way because this is a five-issue miniseries, and I think they needed to get her origin story out of the way and do oh. like a, and so... Now that that's done, we can get into something new. I think the next issue, I think, is going to be more. I just didn't like the art. I felt like it. The art looked like those like free ads in those like games that like are like yes. don't let them freeze. It, like, <laughs> just kind of like. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I get it. It was definitely. I mean, it was it was serviceable art. Yeah. Is what it kind of yeah. was. It was like one of those guys that's a very, uh, like incredibly talented but not incredibly stylish right i think yeah um so let's go with critical role tales of exandria number four Mm. kids love it they love the critical role nice can't get enough of it Um, dc horror presents the conjuring of the lover hardcover these comics were great they were great this is a this is an even if you didn't like The Conjuring, this is a great DC horror title. It's like the old days. This is like bringing back DC horror. Agreed. I was so happy, and I hope that it did well enough that they continue to do this kind of crap, because yeah. I want it. Yeah, even if just for an, a vehicle for the Dave Johnson fake ads that oh were in all through it, which were like the greatest. Dave Johnson. Love that guy. Hero. Yes. Um... Delicious in Dungeon graphic novel volume <laughs> ten. It's <laughs> my favorite part of the podcast. Is we uh, every read the time manga I have to read the manga titles. Delicious in Dungeon. <laughs> ah, just, of course. It's I could just be making them up. You, you don't could. even know. You literally you could just be know. like randomly picking like William Burroughs style, <laughs> like just throwing a bunch of words on the yep. counter in front of you. <laughs> I could be having a stroke and you'd never know. <laughs> Delicious in Dungeon. <laughs> is, is he okay? Uh, Detective Comics 1056. Hmm. I like did this. I, I say it. I say it every week. I, I like fucking it. love this cover. That's good. Yeah, like, I love. All I'm these not a covers. huge fan of Harley Quinn. Hmm. You know, in in these kinds of things, but man, that is a cool ass cover. It, there's something to that cover, and I don't know what it is. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not a sexy lady cover person, but there is something artistically valid about that fucking cover when they first showed the ad for the first chapter of this storyline the shadows of the bat storyline or tower of arkham storyline or whatever it's called um and it had all this like super realistic painted i was just like "Eh, i don't know by now i'm like totally into them they're all great i don't know who the artist i mean i could find out by looking Uh, it's irvin rodriguez oh yeah that was a good old 
Irvin. It's an odd mishmash of, of names Irvin there. is not really a name that Irvin. you hear too much these days. I don't... Th- that is probably the first Irvin I've heard uh, of. Like Not who? even Irving. Like Irvin. 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 Not Irwin. Irvin. I-R-V-I-N. Yeah, yeah. That's a weird yeah. name. Anyway, good artist. Yep. Yeah. But cool again, stuff. change that name to Turbo Doug or something. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Turbo Doug Rodriguez. I'm just saying it's got a ring to it. Uh, Devil's Reign, number five of six. Ah. Continues to be a great series. Yeah, it's good. Very good. Uh, stuff happens. All of its spoilers. Devil's Reign, Moon Knight. Is this under B? So it is under B for Batman. Why did I not see it? I just didn't want to let it Maybe get away. Just, oh, it did get away because we don't have the main cover. Oh. And so I think I just skipped over it because all we, they, you know, our invoice, I got charged for all of the A covers and oh. we don't have a single one. Well, this is Batman Urban Legends 13. Ur, not Urban Legends. Urban which Legends. Is different, <laughs> which it's very different. Uh, it does have the third chapter of the Mark Russell Ace the Bat Hound serial, which I yes. am super into. And uh, my only other complaint, I didn't realize it was a variant cover, is that Metamorpho is on the cover, but not in the issue. <laughs> Although apparently that's going to be, there's going to be some Metamorpho coming up. I, oh, that's I read, nice. Yeah. Tom King is doing a, cool. a new series featuring him. Uh, we've got... Uh, We've got a Devil's Night, mm, Devil's Moon, Moon Night, Night Moon. Devil's uh, Rain. You Devil's, probably have some Devil's, Devil's Rain tie-in issues, such as Superior 4. Superior 4 and and Moon Knight. Moon Knight is an odd one. I liked it. But I forgot to read it. It's okay. Uh, I forgot to read Superior 4. But I, I did read Devil's Rain, and it was good. I think I might have missed an issue of Devil's Rain, because I don't remember Moon Knight getting arrested. Hmm. But, I think there's uh, enough things happening in that that you could forget a you detail could such as miss that. that. Yeah, probably happened in like one panel, you know. Entirely possible. We also have Draculina number two. Draculina. Don't worry, it's got all the boobs you need. Uh, <laughs> two I, I per need a woman. lot of boobs. I need at least five per woman. <laughs> I mean, this this book, uh, Dynamite, really cornering the market on big fake looking boobs. You know mm. what? To each his own. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. This, but, uh, I believe, is is Christopher Priest. So I have read some. Uh, there, are, I, I I'm aware of some folks who really like the the vampirellas and the yep. that style of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And those folk are very into the Christopher I Priest. I mean, Jesus Vampirella, Christ, he's so good. Draculina stuff. It's too demon angel for me, but <laughs> I it understand might be that. someone's cup of tea, and it, clearly it is someone's yeah. cup of tea. It's, it's, I, I definitely think that if you're going to do this, having somebody as good as Christopher Priest writing it is not the worst yeah. idea. I think as far as boob window comics go, it's a <laughs> nine out of 10. I mean, it's not even a boob window <laughs> at that po- point. It's like, it's not even a boob There's convertible. No. It's like, <laughs> I, I don't even know. <laughs> it's yeah. like, you've, <laughs> it's just a boob vehicle. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's only, it's a glass boob house with like a couple of supports the funny thing is is that i literally have not even looked at this comic book and i have no idea what it looks like 
I just looks like, I refer to stuff like that as it looks like Vampirella comics. with less clothes than Vampirella. Oh man, I saw the greatest Vampirella po- panel. Did I tell you about it? Where she mm. has a tan line. And I was like, <laughs> who did that? Like, who colored that Vampirella comic with a tan line? And she's also like walking outside into the bright sun. And I was like, I mean, I guess she's an alien vampire. Maybe like the sun doesn't burn. Her I can't remember whatever, if she like, falls into that category. I, or I not. mean, at least not in this comic. But she, the tan line, and the coolest thing about it actually was that she. Was wearing her Vampirella costume, and the tan line was clearly indicating that when she got the tan, she was wearing something more modest than her Vampirella costume, <laughs> which is pretty great. And That's it was impressive. a comic that was written by Mark Millar, I believe. So crazy, yeah. so crazy. Yeah, the, it's just to funny to go down. I don't know the issue number. It's funny to go back. We have all of those uh, the masterpiece editions, whatever mm-hmm. those are. Yeah. And it's just, it's literally, here's Alan Moore's Vampirella comics. Here's Mark Millar's Vampirella comics. Here's Warren Ellis's Vampirella comics. It's just like down the list of every great Grant Morrison, every great comic creator. It's just all of their Vampirella issues because they all fucking wrote Vampirella. Yeah. I mean, I think that anybody who gets a shot at Vampirella takes it. I guess so. Man, maybe I should try to write Vampirella. That's, uh, sure. Uh, Elvira meets Vincent Price, number five. I liked the first issue of this, but haven't kept up with the yeah, rest. Yeah, there was no reason for me to continue reading it, but uh, yeah, I, like you said, it's that was a pretty fun issue. Um, again, surprising as all of the the, the Elvira comics ones. are always like at least decent. Yeah, the so far the writers have all been super competent for Elvira. Nice. So that's really nice, and also the art is really good. So. Kudos to that. Uh, Eternals number 10. I think something's going on with this because a couple of my scalpery people are buying multiple copies of something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck's going on in here. Time to speculate. Speculate. Um, Future State Gotham number 11. Oh, man. I, this is the one with that new artist that I really liked. George. Georgie. George. No, Jeffo. <laughs> Jeffo. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I got the GEO right. It's, it's good. It certainly doesn't sound like he's a clown. Uh, go on. Tell me more about this Jeff. Oh, I just like Jeffo's art, and I had never enc- encountered Jeffo. This is uh, the next Joker Part 3, Joke Police. Uh, it's really good. It's good. And also, there's a really cool... Uh, I don't want to spoil it. There's a really okay. cool. There's a really cool splash image. In it. Oh my god, that was beautiful. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I, I, I like that. I like Future State Gotham a lot. I think it's good. And cool. I like Jeffo. I hope I see more of Jeffo in the future. Cause I don't want to make fun of Jeffo. It's just that thing from UHF, from the the, <laughs> the Weird Al thing, where he just took his friend Bob and he became Bobbo the Clown. Nice. Uh, and so now Jeffo, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. <laughs> he is but... literally drawing a Joker comic, too. So Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, so we have an amazing thing that I can't possibly recommend enough. If you have not read God Hates Astronauts, guess what? You can read every flippin' issue of God Hates Astronauts in the Omni Mega Boss yeah. trade paperback for 40 bucks. Yeah. You know what's crazy is that uh, I, as I mentioned to you earlier, I, I contributed to the Kickstarter just so I could get the new God Hates Astronauts material, yeah, which yeah. came as a single comic, and then a remixed issue, like where it was uh, the same comic, but like he just rewrote it yep. as uh, Grimace Hamburger Atrocity. 
<laughs> uh, it was just like it just had to be GHA, and like we, nice. it was like a contest, and the winner was Grimace's hamburger atrocity. Anyway, uh, I follow the updates, and I believe that the hardcovers have the, the people who shelled out for the hardcovers. They don't have them yet. Jesus, like they're still like on a boat. Like literally, it's not like the, by any fault of the no. creator either. It was like just like one of those paper things yep. that's going on. It's now. been crazy. So, but God hates your astronaut is genuinely like the best illustrated insane comic. It's it, so yeah. fun. It's like it's like if the Tick was written by someone in an insane asylum. Yeah, it really it does have like a crazy vibe to it. It's like it's it like, is it's the Tick, but it also is like it's very off kilter. Yeah. It's it's like really really like it is beyond like when people are like oh that's wacky. Yes, it's wacky, but it also is like it feels like one of those outsider kind of things. If yeah. I didn't know better, I would say that this was a person who does not leave their house. And just like all they do is write this stuff, um, but instead it's from somebody who's actually very cool and just has a very bizarre sense of humor, and it is delightful. And sometimes it is laugh out loud funny. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There are moments it often that is. are it, yes, it it is one of the funnier comics. Period. Yep. Uh, high, high, high marks for this book. Yeah, and this is cool because it's like if you didn't want to shell out for the big hardcover, like yeah. this is like a like it's actually like for a. There's not that many of them, so it's like, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, it's like 12 issues, you know, bound. It's cool. I would definitely check it out. It's got everything in it, plus new stuff. It has, let's see, it's got three trade paperbacks, the 3D Cowboys 2D Spectacular. Which spectacular. Kickstarter issue. Uh, Goats Eat Castanets, number one, the Garbage Edition, Grenade Horse Apocalypse Zero, and the Head That Wouldn't Die. Grenade Horse Apocalypse is the one. That's the new material, and then that's the one that was rewritten as Grimace's Hamburger yes. Atrocity. Oh, my God. I got them both. <laughs> I would like to read Grimace's Hamburger Atrocity. It's, I'm definitely taking a copy of that home because yeah. I haven't read all of the trades, so I'm... I that will take honestly honestly like not a, not a knock on yeah, it yeah. it will take you a while to read it. Oh, of like course. it's not like it's like one of those like Jack Kirby monster comics where you can yeah, only yeah. read like one or two before your brain just like right. tells you to stop. Like you I, just like can't. They're not designed I to read be the first read. trade all in one sitting yeah. and I was like you're like what did I even just I read? I think I feel different. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think I've been changed. Forever changed by this. Uh, and he's for also, the better. If you ever like see him at a con or anything, he's great. Like he's super funny and nice. And nice. Awesome. Yeah. No, he seems amazing. Uh, Good Asian number nine of ten is out. Yep. Getting close to the end. Another amazing another series. very very highly recommended series. We've got one of them little uh, YA uh, DC books called Stranded. That is the Green Arrow YA book. Looks fun. Yeah. Uh, those have been apparently very good. I haven't, obviously because they're so in-depth because it's an entire graphic novel, yeah. I haven't been able to check them out yeah. given my limited time, but I have under, I don't know, they seem to be selling really well and people seem to really dig them. Yeah, I, 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 the, for me, like there's been a couple that I've been like, I'd check that out if it were like, the size of my other books right but it's just like i can't like get another shelf of different sized yeah, books yeah. You and know? that's like I just and that's kind of what they think too because what they're saying is that this is for people who are almost exclusively reading manga yeah like this is for a demographic because the ya demographic is firmly entrenched in the world of manga yeah not in the world of u.s comics and right. western comics um and yeah. so 
they are saying here look this will fit on your shelf maybe try green arrow yeah yeah definitely <laughs> maybe he stretches a little bit like that guy from one piece who knows i don't know what <laughs> will make you buy something please do something please buy it no i think they're pretty popular the no the, they really are the little the little books the, the, uh, books. the whatever the teen titans ones are super yeah. popular the raven loves beast boy or whatever that uh, one's called yeah, yeah those are super super popular those are always on the like bestseller lists nice so uh, yeah, cool. they don't sell very well here, I guess, because children are afraid of my store, <laughs> as they should be. Well, you should stop screaming at them when they come Get the inside. fuck out! <laughs> That's really Oh, bad. my God. It, so somebody came in while I was unpacking boxes because there was a shit ton of stuff in this week. Yeah. And this dude, this, like, fucking high school kid comes in, like, and he's like, what are you, closing? And I was almost like, yeah, we are. Get the fuck out. And I was like, whoa, I need to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> having a having a day or something. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, Hawkeye, Kate Bishop, number five. Uh, yeah. The weirdest thing about this one is on the shelf. It's like you can see the spine, like kind of the depth of it, and it looks yeah. like a golden book. And I was like, is there another <laughs> Hawkeye golden book? But it's just the new issue, and it's nope. just because when the the spine is like decked out like that in a yeah. in a I don't know, it's hard to describe. I'll take a picture of it. No, I won't. No, you won't. You wouldn't dare. <laughs> no, I just... I don't know. You know why? Because why? UM Batman, number I seven. Am, I am Batman. Uh, I don't know about this one. I don't know about this book. I don't think anybody gives a shit about it. I... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's good. I just don't... Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know what else you don't know about? What? Uh, Jim Butcher, The Dresden Files, Bigfoot hardcover. Definitely not. Um... Uh, I have one person that comes in that I know loves uh, the Dresden Files, so I keep stuff for him. <laughs> nice. But uh, other than that... That's the kind of shopkeep you are. That's, that's the kind of shopkeep I are. Uh, you are shopkeep. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm almost positive. The thing that sucks nice. about it is that I get it for him, and he's the kind of person who this is no knock to him because he has no fucking reason to exclusively buy books from me but he's the kind of person that pre-orders shit like this because he's so obsessed with i don't know what it is about the dresden files hmm. he's like obsessed maybe with he it. thinks it's the dresden dolls i would not feel that way i would i would go i would go with the jim butcher books <laughs> before i went with the dresden <laughs> he's dolls. like he thinks it's the dresden dolls but he hasn't actually opened them that's fine. That's a also. I'm going to start referring to all shop owners as shopkeep when I enter their store. <laughs> hey, shopkeep, you got any X Men comics in here? Yes. Hey, uh, shopkeep. And I'm going to start carrying sarsaparilla just so that <laughs> just in case somebody does that, I can hey. say, "And here, have a sarsaparilla." <laughs> and you got to slide it. I will. I and I you will pronounce it sarsaparilla. <laughs> nice. Because I'm in the know. Uh, Joker number thirteen. Yeah. That's a comic book that has a sexy Bane. Sexy Bane punches someone's head clean off their shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing that happens in that comic. It's actually pretty entertaining. Uh, there's a Bane dressed in a full-on teddy and yes. cowboy. <laughs> it's Bane's. It's actually Bane's daughter, if you read the book. Yes, it is It is the daughter, daughter of Bane, whose name is Vengeance. Vengeance, daughter of Bane. Can't wait till that comic series that comes out. I mean... Son of Batman versus Daughter of Bane. 
<laughs> we're starting to get into Star Wars territory where everybody's everybody else's great lost yeah. relative. Oh my god, and everybody gets a redemption arc. There's only 15 there's only 15 families in the entire universe in Star Wars. <laughs> Everyone's interrelated. Yeah. Well, um it was a long time ago and <laughs> people did things differently a long time ago. <laughs> there's a lot of interbreeding a long time ago in a galaxy far far away. How do you yes. think you get a Greedo? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> You had a whole race of those guys. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, Actually, that's so. true. They're fucking adorable. I don't. <laughs> I can't remember. Greedo what was my called. favorite when I was young, when I was a kid. Love like, the I action figure. Greedo. I love the fact that he because he's like a monster. Yeah, he's like a straight space monster. All yeah. of the space monsters were the coolest action figures. Definitely. Walrus um, man. Walrus man, amazing. Who apparently um, is called something else now, but he's Bosk. Bosk. Hands down, Bosk is the greatest action figure of the Kenner love line. His extra long arms—that's exactly. my favorite feature of Bosk. <laughs> exactly. He's he's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm a big fan of those things. And also, I, in Mandalorian or Book of Boba Fett, one of the two, there were like like little kid versions of Greedo. Oh. And they were so goddamn adorable. I think they were in the prequels as well. Oh. I believe there was one of Anakin's friends. That's was right, a was Greedo. a little Greedo. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Those little Greedos. But someone would be like, those are Brigillian Well, I mean, they definitely, they definitely do have a, a race name. But yeah, I don't care. They're but Greedos. I don't care. They're little Greedos. They're like Draculas. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like if you ever have a rabbit, it's a Jackson. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're all going to be Jacksons. I mean... Is they're all Jawas? I don't know. Yeah, true. Right. (laughs) Jawas are called Jawas. Uh, What about King of Spies number four? It's a comic. It's a comic book that people fucking like a lot. Really? I'm. uh, I almost didn't order it. Period. Because I was like, nobody cares about Mark Millar anymore. (laughs) Now that he's gone Netflixy, he's had a bunch of clunkers, and I was like, eh. Another spy book and eh, whatever. Maybe they're, maybe they're speculating that but it's going to be the next. It's no, Netflix it's hit. not at all. In fact, people are like buying it because they want to read it. Just because they like, insane? and also the artist Matteo I mean, Scalera. It, it's probably artist. there's probably a lot of people on board because getting black science artist was a good call. Yeah, he's really good at getting good artists to do his story. It's true, and I mean, he it's promises cool. them a fuck ton of money, and they get it eventually. So nice. Well, that's good. Yeah. I think um, good artists getting money. Yeah, no, it's a. I'm a fan. It's a very good deal to get a to get a Mark Millar book, especially now. Like back in the day, he would promise people that you know you're going to get this money when I sell off all my properties, and now he's getting money where it's like, oh, Netflix bought it before it came out because that's my deal. So like they literally own everything that he does from here on out. They've, oh wow! They've owned his work in perpetuity. Cool. So this is pre-sold. Yeah. Which is cool. Cool. Um, Lady Baltimore, Witch Queens, hardcover. Nice. I didn't know this existed. Um, Nor did I. I feel like I got the issues and I forgot all about it. But Baltimore is a cool series. Yeah. Lady Mechanica, Monster of Ministry, number three. <laughs> it's a steampunk lady whose boobs are hanging out. That's the way it goes and in that's the, the way it worlds. goes. <laughs> Uh, gears and cleavage. Uh, last flight out, number five of six. I don't know what's happening in that. I don't either. Um, you know what? I do know what's going on in Little, little Monsters. Ah, yes, I liked Little Monsters. I liked Little Monsters too. This was. If I feel like only 
somebody like Lemire can pull this off with, uh, with Dustin Nguyen. Yeah, yeah. Um, who I'm gonna say yet again. How the fuck is that not his goddamn stage name? It sounds like Dust in the Wind. <laughs> it's pretty good. How was he born Dust in the Wind? But apparently, from what I hear, he was born with that name. Um, it's a very cool stage name is all I'm saying. Uh, little Monsters, this issue, very little happens. True. It is interesting how parallel it is to the story. Uh, what's the furthest place from here? It feels very similar. Uh, it's like a, it's like a vampire version of that story. So, which is which is odd. Like the the two of them feel uh, like an echo. You know, it's like, like that thing. Like when you get a a Dante's Peak and a, a volcano or a whatever those things were. When they're always doing the the two movies that are always coming out at the same time. Oh yeah. Dante's P is that the one where the guy, where uh, Loki gets stabbed in the face? Probably. Yeah. That I was just rough man. <laughs> right in the cheek. I just remember that they released. No, two... that's crimson peak. Oh yes. That was a great movie. Yeah, it was. Uh, I just remember that they released two volcano movies at the same time. And Joe I was versus like, the volcano. Right. And yes. <laughs> those were the two uh, and little volcanoes by the dead milkman. Um, ah. No, but it's fun uh, and it's interesting, and I'm curious to see where it goes. It has, it has a not like smash you over the head last page, but something that definitely is a good hook. Yeah, I liked it. So I'm, I'm I liked it enough to. to oh, I will hop on board. I will definitely be on board with this series. Yeah, uh, it is more of a Tristan than a Bob book. It definitely is a more of a me book. And again, now that I've gotten over my Jeff Lemire thing, I'm, yeah. you like <laughs> and that? I can pronounce his name three different ways per podcast, which is a new thing I'm going to do. Nice. Lemoire. Just say Lemire. <laughs> I don't know. Lemire. 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 <laughs> Incorporated. We're going to do it. Uh, we've been doing this for so long that that is like literally a bit. That we do. <laughs> like, can't that's help a recurring it. bit. Every goddamn time. Lemire. Lemazel. <laughs> uh, did you know. Uh, do you know what schlemiel means? No. I didn't know it meant anything, in fact. <laughs> so there's the person who, it is a person who spills soup, oh. and then there is the recipient, the person who has soup spilled upon them. Oh. Schlemiel, schlemazel. Huh. It is a, there are two Yiddish words that Why mean they... one who spills soup and one who has soup spilled upon them. Uh, just overly, overly specialized words. Yeah. Very wow. <laughs> Like, that's a, like, why would you need a word for that? Apparently, uh, like, it in the old enough. days, there was a lot of fucking soup spilling going on. Well, maybe it had more more gravitas. It, it, could, like, it could have been a very specific yeah, it's like insult. like the soup is the precious thing. Right. It could, it's like you've wasted the soup. Or it could have been and, very much that it's like, this is the, the most important insult that we've got going. Oh, in like, I spill soup on you. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. like the, like... Yeah, like 500 BC. This is like the most insulting fucking thing that you can do. Yeah, like you a are, pie being thrown. Because you're a schlamazel, you know. Or actually, I think you're a schlemiel. The schlamazel, I think, is the, the one who throws it. It spares further investigation. It does. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Special episode coming up. This is spurious Yiddish uh, words <laughs> that I only remember from a childhood f- friend who was a... Uh, Laverne and Shirley fan. Uh, not a, <laughs> One of my 
so my parents were married by a rabbi who was like one of their closest family friends. And so my mother was a Protestant. My father's a Catholic and they were married by a rabbi. And the only religious figure I ever had in my life was Rabbi Harry Baum, who was this dude who was just like, he was the, the head of the synagogue in Presque Isle. And he would, he lived in New York. He'd fly up to, to do services at the synagogue. Hmm. And, uh, he was just kind of an awesome dude that was like, Nice. You know, when we were super poor, he bought my family clothes. He bought me all of my like school clothes because we didn't have enough money for clothes. Wow. Like he was a really, really awesome dude. Yeah. And he carried a pistol, which still <laughs> to this day, I don't understand. He was like afraid of New York and he carried a fucking handgun. He had like a license. He was a fucking rabbi with a gun. Damn. Uh, should do a comic about him. I've always assumed that he was probably a P.I., you know, and that was his backstory that I just never heard about. Yeah. That he had like a hard-boiled detective backstory in New York. I say put pen to paper. I think you're probably right. Uh, the rabbi that came in from the cold, part two. <laughs> uh, okay, so we got. I'd read it. We got a great Lobster Johnson omnibus hardcover. Oh, sick! These things are so good. I love Lobster the, Johnson. These fucking hardcovers for forty dollars, and they're just like they're bricks there's so much content in these things they're so nicely put together i just i love that they do this with all of the bprd content and all of the 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 hellboy adjacent stuff hellboy is too precious a title for them to do that with yeah they would never put it in something so tawdry Hmm. but man it's awesome to have the bprd stuff because bprd is just when it's Monster of the Week, it's like some of my favorite comics. Absolutely, that. But I mean, still to this day, I like the best it when it ties Wendigo, in too. But. Uh, I think like the best depiction of uh, Guy Davis's Wendigo yeah. is like just so so amazingly designed. Um, but yeah, you know, one funny thing I've realized recently, I've been plowing through some of my Mignola stuff, and uh, Lobster Johnson. Other than in the title, Lobster Johnson, <laughs> I don't think he's ever actually referred to as Lobster Johnson. I think he is only referred to in the comics as the lobster. And Hmm. I think that that's his name. And I think they just couldn't care. They couldn't trademark it or something. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm writing my own uh, fictional account of the history of lobster Johnson, but like, I don't, maybe he is. And maybe I just like didn't pay close enough attention, but he, it's always like the lobster, the claw of justice, like the whole, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's never like, no one's ever like, Oh, lobster Johnson. It's always like the lobster is yeah. here. He's, he's, he's here. He's that's, I mean, here, that's a, know. that's a very like 1920s conceit, yeah. you know, definitely it's, Oh, it's the spider. Yeah. You know, all the of lobster. those things. He's got to be the something, yeah. the Batman. I mean, you know, the daredevil, like all of those things. I mean that back when daredevil was just, the thing that Batman was ripped off from. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, excuse me. So, you know what? You may be bored now, but you know what's going to make you excited? Uh, Lucky Devil is in trade paperback. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was This good. book is so good. Yeah, I liked it. We've got, uh, it's a story of a guy who steals all of the powers of a demon, and it's fucking awesome, and I love it. And yeah. it is, it is just, like, a blast. It's one of those, like, sales kind of comic it's just you'll blow through it in 45 minutes but it's so good yeah i i second that it is also i believe it is very good i liked it a lot uh lunar room number three lunar room uh you liked the first issue i did yeah i have not read any of the rest of it um 
we got a new printing of Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars trade paperback. Is it a good comic? <laughs> no. <laughs> but there's some good moments in it. There are some moments and Number it's four a, is a classic moment. It's a it's a piece of history. Yeah. There's so many tons on top of the Hulk yes. and he's so angry. <laughs> I honestly I love that cover and I love that comic. Like I thought that was so cool when the, I was Number four was the Hulk, or right? Ten, yeah, the one with the yeah. mountain, and they dropped the mountain on him, and and then just like whoop, whoop, and he's it's like, oh no, they killed all the superheroes in one fell swoop, mm-hmm. but nope, it the was Hulk's like somebody so like they... carved out a big piece for them to live inside, and then yeah. the Hulk held it up, and <laughs> he was struggling with losing his intellect, I believe at the time. Yeah, I. There's there's definitely moments in that. It's more of a thing that's like also that weird thing where Colossus fell in love with that alien girl. That was weird. Yeah, that was weird. And also the f- <laughs> this the moment that Spider-Man gets his his black costume. Yeah. It's literally because Reed Richards couldn't be bothered to give him accurate directions to the machine that repairs your fucking costume. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, it must be this ball of goo that he was referring to. No, he clearly said it was a fucking switch, you dumbass. <laughs> He's like, well, smear the goo on me. Yeah, what could go wrong? Well, I mean, I guess his his spider sense didn't go off, so it was probably yeah. all good. As we know, there's a reason for that. Yep. So, um, what else have we got? Some comics? Uh, I'm looking over there. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, perhaps? Number yeah. 17. How about Monkey Meat, number three of five? I would say my pick of the week is wow. Monkey Meat, number three. I liked Monkey it. Meat. I liked it. I did not read this one, but it has been kind of like, it's been delightful 90s style indie nonsense where it's just cuckoo bananas, like kind of reminds me of like Tank Girl when it was in Deadline, mm-hmm. like that kind of nonsense. I loved the art style enough that I bought the first two issues. Although that yeah. said, like I thought the stories were okay. Right, they this didn't. One they didn't hold together. They had that tank girl thing where it's just like all it's a bunch a, of stuff. They all have a very um, folklorish quality to them. Like more of like it's not like a straightforward like adventure kind of thing. It's more like almost metaphoric. Right. This one is I felt like it also had kind of like a stream of consciousness yeah, feel where yeah. it was like well there's energy the chance that he had written this out ahead of time seems very low. Well, on this one there is no chance that he did not write it out ahead Interesting. of time. This is I mean, it's not like I wouldn't call it like the most original of stories, although it does have a good twist, I thought. Nice. Um, but it's just it's this one is a troll story. So there's a character that is trying to get over the bridge. The troll does not want this character to get over the bridge, and the art is a real kid. Cool. The art's real good. Nice. And that's I liked it a lot. Um, uh, maybe not. It's it's up there. Yeah, I would say it's my book of the week. But there's some other ones that are close. You know what else is super good this week? What? It's so good that even. Bob bought an, a copy of this, which is surprising to me. Oh, yeah. But we're talking Monster Bash number 45. I did. I am a sucker for the creature of the, from of the Black Of course. Lagoon. It's a big creature issue. But this has, like, so many amazing, like, articles and yeah. photos in it. Like, this is the only thing that could have improved this is if it was on newsprint and not mm-hmm. glossy paper. What is, I think the standout for me is something that I'm going to go look up 
probably the minute I get home tonight, which is <laughs> I know. that Michael Landon yes. did an episode of uh, Highway, to Highway to Heaven where he brings back his fucking teenage werewolf character yes. as I was a middle-aged werewolf. Yes, written, directed, and starring I, I'm Michael so Landon. excited to see this. And honestly, the makeup looks like Really it looks top notch. Congruous. There's also a really good Faye Ray interview in yeah. this, um, and uh, like with lots of cool like behind the scenes. Is she still alive? I think she might be. That can't be possible. I don't know. King Kong was in the 30s. Let's find out. Man, I think, I think she is still alive. Actually, wow, that's batshit. She's old as fuck. She might have just died. Um, Let's find out. While you find that yeah, out, yeah, I'll talk about the fact that stuff. Naomi season two number one is out. It was really good. Yeah, I think this is a distinct yes. improvement over the first series. Uh, and there was like agree. a double page spread in this that's absolutely jaw dropping. I think that they art. might have figured out how to write this character. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I liked the original series, and I, you know, I did too. As you didn't I've like said, the coloring. I have that thing again that I have with Green Lantern in its later, where it's just like. Stop exploding colors at me. Stop like energy bursting everywhere. It's hard to it's hard to focus on the characters when you're just like Okay, Fairy died in two thousand four. Oh, okay. So it's an older <laughs> it's interview. It's an older interview, whatever. Um but yeah, so th- that said, I still I actually liked this version much better. And I think that it does kind of also address some of my issues with it. Like it's a lot less Green Lantern looking or and, I should say 2000s Green Lantern looking yeah, where yeah. it's just the colorist is just going out of their mind with like, yeah, this like explosive light bursts. I feel really dumb that I thought Faye Ray was still alive. She would be like 117 years old or something like well, that. Well, I mean, <laughs> uh, 113 years old. Wow. That's pretty old. That's how old she would be if she were alive. When was, when was King Kong? King Kong was in 1933. Oh, it was so close. Um, New Masters number two is out. Oh man, I this lo- book is super quality. Yeah, I didn't read this one yet, uh, but I loved the first issue so so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is—I guarantee you that I will love this. Uh, yeah, I like this book a great deal. It's so cool. It's got a very Afrofuturist, uh, uh, Mad Max. Yeah, a little Meet bit, sci-fi. but it's, it's less barbaric than that. It's more like Star Wars than Ooh, anything, because it's yeah. like, it's Earth in the future, and aliens... It feels like a nice, raw version of Star Wars, though. Yeah, like, well, it there's feels like a harder edge than Star Wars, where Star Wars kind of has that kind of friendly version, yeah, and no, this not, definitely yeah, has okay. like a... There's a desolation to the to the world that I really enjoy. Well, like, an enormous alien spacecraft crashed yes. into the Earth, and it changed the landscape of the planet uh, in a significant way that culture has evolved with mm-hmm. different cities and different places that are still around because the flood shit and everything happened or whatever. But then there's this element that they use from the alien yep. ship, and there's, like, basically, it's, like, so it's, like, geopolitical, but, like, not really, not geopolitical, uh, like, um, I don't know, people are, like, clamoring for resources, uh, but it's more of a, like, 
there's still there's a civil there's a civilization still. Yes. It's not like barbaric like Mad Max. No, it's it's it isn't. And it's, it's sci-fi, but it's not really like the sci-fi elements are really kind of right. like It's sci-fi in the way that Star Wars is sci-fi usually. Like yeah. it, more Blade Runnery maybe, I would say. Sure. But not like Afrofuturist Blade Runner. <laughs> okay. I'll I'll compromise on that. Yeah. But there's just something about the desert location that I really enjoy. Like there's just something about yeah. that like sand blasted right. look. Like it's just it's a cool look. A lot know. of it takes place on sea in seaports. Like there's a lot of urban action in this as well. Oh, I haven't read this issue, but yeah, that well, the first last one issue was even all like, too. It really? started in the wastelands and then it moved yeah, yeah. into the city. Right. Yeah. Yes. It's really cool. And I love it. These two guys uh that do it are video game people they write and draw or design video games or at least that's what they had done and this is like their which is breaking into comics frustrating that <laughs> but it works like the coloring is like yeah really no good, it's really it good it doesn't have like a weird like it, it, like if if there were a video game that looked like this i would probably be Jesus, super into it you know like it'd be cool i think that's one of the problems is that like i guess people have to go elsewhere to do, do cool projects like that yeah so. i guess uh, New Teen Titans, Volume 13. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in this, but it's the... It's after uh, George Perez left the series and Eduardo Barreto was drawing it. And uh, I think this is around the time that what would have been happening would have been like Nightwing and Starfire breaking up. And like it was kind of a lost era for the New Teen Titans. But I'm interested... The cover has uh, Starfire murdering Magog? Oh, it's Wildebeest. Oh, it's Wildebeest? Yeah. No, this would be before I don't know what the hell a Wildebeest is. Well, Wildebeest ended up having significance for this the, the Teen Titans later in their series, but whatever. No one cares. Hmm. Uh, except me. But this mm-hmm. is an era that I didn't really follow, um, because basically once Perez left, or Perez Fair. left, I, uh, I was not as interested. Plus, it was harder to get the issues, because at the time, I lived in the country, and or in the woods, I should say, and then... You were eating a lot of peaches, right? I did. Uh, No, I didn't. But I didn't live anywhere near a comic book store, and you could only get them at a comic book store. But then, eventually, I started buying them again because I started. They did get a comic store, but it was later than this, so I just kind of missed these. It's just kind of. I don't know really now. Whatever. I talked way too long about this (laughs) graphic novel. What about Norse mythology? How about that? Sure. It's a thing. Uh, Nubia and the Amazons number six, that series wrapping up. It's but also issue. tying into the... But will be a tie-in yeah, to the new thing. So the, this is we'll talk about. Uh, yeah, it is kind of annoying that the first episode of Trial of the Amazons, you kind of have to get by reading Nubia, but I'm assuming... It's actually the second chapter. What? Yeah. It's what the was second, the first one? The Trial of the Amazons number one. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's on the it's on the cover. Fuck that. Yeah, like basically, there's like the issue. There's like trial of the Amazons. So basically, that's out this week. Trial of the Amazons. Oh, it is part two. And it, it it starts the story. Yeah, I read it. It's um, you know, it's it's basically kind of like I did not establishing that there are multiple tribes of Amazons, and um, then a thing happens that kind of kickstarts it. You know, as crossover events. Yep. Tend to, and then it goes in. Then it immediately goes into the final issue of the Nubia miniseries. There is an inciting incident, as they say in script writing. <laughs> yes, indeed, it is the inciting incident, <laughs> as they say in script writing, and is indeed clearly exactly <laughs> that. Uh, we've got Otherworld Barbara number two hardcover. 
Ah. I don't know anything about it. It's Fantagraphics book, and it looks really pretty. Oh, cool. We also have Pause. Gabby gets it together. Listen, this is a group of kids that aren't allowed to have pets, but they form a club where they're going to have pets, but their parents don't know about it. Sounds cool. It's very cool. <laughs> and then they kill their parents and replace them with dogs. Nice. Uh, Pokemon Journeys series graphic novel volume two. God, write words good. So it's, <laughs> it's uh, whatever. Um, okay, here's a book that I very much enjoyed that Bob did not. But uh, oh yeah, yeah, I will say that I enjoyed it. Uh, Punisher number one, I thought was. Awesome. The only reason I didn't enjoy it is because I don't like the Punisher. That's it was fair. a damn fine comic book. Yeah. I would 100% if you like Punisher. And I think I, I think it's it. more than just the fact that it's a really good Punisher comic. I think it's the fact that it's a really good way to deal with the problems of the character. I think it's it's got a really interesting hook. Um it's got a really interesting character trajectory for Frank Castle um, making him uh, he's yet again going to be supernatural clearly from this series Hmm. which I think is fascinating because of how much people fucking hated Frankencastle except for me who thought it was like the best thing they ever did so I'm, I'm interested to see what's going on but it's I don't know how supernatural they're going to go. Frank Castle's now the, the leader of the hand. Yes. I believe that happened before this. It didn't happen before this, but they announced that it was going to happen I think it happen happened in this. Timeless. Oh. I think that was actually where it came from. Okay. Well, then I don't know because I didn't read that. So there was a little there was a little thing in Timeless, blah, blah, blah. But okay. um, but yes. He stabs a guy in the, in the dick. <laughs> he stabs a guy in the dick. They, they censored it. Just like RoboCop would. Um <laughs> And it's, I was, I was expecting two things. There, there were two directions that I heard people say that they, one of my friends was like, he's the only way to fix Frank Castle, replace him with a black guy. And that was like, they're only, they were like, nope, you can't fix this character without making him black. And I was like, huh. Well, I mean, it's Gerald Walker, so of course, <laughs> of course, that's going to be his his, <laughs> his version. I mean, of that. my my take was make him gay, but uh, I know. mean that works too. I mean, uh, that's what make I do. Him, how about both? Yeah. Um, I'd make him gay. I'd be like, there you go. I mean, still guns, still symbol, like everything the same. He's still just gay. murdering everyone. Yep. I I like, think that I mean the police thing is one thing, but I think that the murder might be one of the other. I mean, for me, that's the thing that I don't like about the Punisher. It's like, I just don't like, as a person who like thinks murder is really bad. (laughs) Like, I just don't really like a guy who just murders everybody. Like, it's just, that's his solution is like, and it's also, it's very, it's like the same way that like, I have a hard time with like Mr. A where it's just like, there's good and there's There's, evil. Yeah, exactly. And everybody who's evil, I shoot in the, in the dick with (laughs) like, it's just like, (laughs) fuck. Like, you know, I would, I watch them bleed out and uh, it's just so like over the top. It's great because you know, you know that the people who are talking about like, who are like, I fucking love the Punisher and the way that, the way that he's got a black and white solution to everything. So cool. Also cancel culture. So fucking bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
can't even, I, I can't even pay attention to it. I just I think that like this is a good comic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what what I will say actually about this is that Jesus uh, Saiz, the yeah. artist. Is an artist I like, and I think this is some of the best stuff I've seen from this artist. The colorist ever. on this, oh my god, it's you, really. Is it Dave good. Johnson? I don't know. Uh, Dave Stewart. I mean, Dave Stewart. Sorry, <laughs> no. Yes, I was thinking of Dave Stewart. Yeah, I it think could it is. Be. I uh, do not know. I love his coloring. So yeah, he's very good. He's, I think he's about as good that. as they come. Um, yeah, I. He's coloring the new White Knight, and it looks so fucking oh, nice. good. It That's looks cool. so good. Yeah, he I hasn't mean, been coloring Hellboy lately. There's been a bunch of the one. The, the Bones of Giants I was think a different. His color. price has gone up considerably. Maybe I don't know. He's been like, I mean, I think he still does like certain Hellboy stuff. It's just he's not yeah. like the the everything Hellboy colorist. I mean, anymore. I think I don't think that Hellboy can afford him anymore. To be honest, I think mm. he's I think he's getting. I think he's getting crazy paid, I which I maybe. think he deserves. Sure, I mean Hollingsworth has definitely set the bar for like, hey, you have to put our name on the fucking cover. Yeah, we have to get paid this much, you know. And it's like, it's fair because they're so important. Yeah. So. I mean, the only reason I don't when I like post stuff online or whatever, and I never post the uh, colorist or letterer, and I know it's bad, but it's just like it's so much typing. It's so much typing. God <laughs> Sorry, damn, it's so much typing. Uh, it's I know. not a good excuse. I know. I know. I know. Luckily, Taylor Terrible doesn't listen to this because <laughs> Taylor gets Taylor Esposito gets so mad when you don't mention the fucking. Oh, I get it, but it's like letterer. And, I, I often and don't mention him. the creative team at yeah. all. In my defense, and sometimes I just do that just so that I make it up to the so that I'm not you know, singling out the colorist and the letter. Well, Cause once you get into it and it's like, okay, I'm going to do the writer and I'm going to do mm. the penciler and I'm going to do the inker and then I'm going to do the letterer and then I'm going to do that. It's like they buy the Google, the shit yeah, it's yeah. online. Like you, if you want to know who it is, like you yeah, will find know. it. I yeah. post stuff online a lot and people will, there's certain people that just be like source who did it. Who's the creative team. I'm like, fucking Google it, man. Just <laughs> fucking Google it. I did. Yeah. That's how I found it in the first fucking place. Yep. Use your fucking computer. You got a phone. What the fuck? <laughs> Joe Schmalky. Like, I'm not writing me. a fucking term paper. Every time I used to use, uh, so Dylan Andrews yeah. did a couple of amazing logos for us. So the 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 Devil Lock eyeball logo, which is sort of a take on the Guar logo, and he did that uh, that Motorhead take nice. of the logo. Those two things are Dylan Andrews. And I would post things and use his logo. And Schmalky would always be like, and who did the logo? And I'm like, come on. I can't mention who did the fucking logo every single time, man. Yeah, yeah. I would, like, it's great. I love to call him out and say, hey, you did an awesome job. Dylan did an amazing job. But uh, but you can't say who did the fucking yeah. logo every I time just, you post I it. just, I think that it's like, it's one thing. If By the way, Ben Bishop did our original logo. He also did a great job. Yeah, right? Like, yeah, but it's like by by omission, you're not like failing someone. I understand that people want credit for, for their work and they should get it in the published material. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And in any compensation that might come from further media that might come yeah. from that, absolutely. But like in my fucking Facebook post, like I'm yeah, not, yeah, no. <laughs> like I said, I'm not writing a term paper. I'm right. not fucking, there's no footnotes to my fucking post. <laughs> Sick of it. Yes. But I, again, now just, just for shits and giggles, I want to say Taylor Esposito, God damn it. What a great 
fucking letterer. Let's shout it to the God hills, man. Damn it. That lettering motherfucker is, a... is so talented and it is so important and lettering is if you are doing an independent comic and you are like just uh, I do, I've got Photoshop, burn your fucking comic. Burn it. <laughs> uh and I will say that to some people who own uh entire comic publishing houses and are some of the greatest artists I've ever known uh, and might have the initials of EP and they think they can letter their own stuff. And you know what? They can't. Their lettering looks like garbage. I'm not going to say who that is. But uh, anyway. I don't know who it is. <laughs> good. Because <laughs> that was a real bad call out. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to ask you after the podcast. You know what? I'm going to say it. Eric Powell, your lettering sucks. Ooh, shit. It Shots does. fire. Sorry, don't tell anybody. Don't tell him I said that, anybody. I mean, you just said it on a podcast, dude. Nobody's going to listen to that. So but, what do you mean? No one listens to our podcast? Why do we do it? Or at least I don't think Eric Powell does. Oh, yeah, he probably doesn't. <laughs> He's literally like in my Until top someone tells in him. my top five artists, but God damn it, his lettering in the new, uh, the new stuff, I hate it. Does he just have a font now? Like, I think he just does it by himself, and it's just like a know. computer font. It feels so weird in the bubbles. Like, ugh, I lettering love the is, goon. Yeah. You know who... Good lettering. Speak, okay, uh, this is Powell adjacent, but you know who letters their own stuff often and does a very fantastic job? Who's that? Roger Langridge. Oh, well, yeah, but he's a letterer. No, he's not a letterer. He's a, a comic artist. Well, I mean, he's a comic artist, but I mean, he was like a letterer as well. I think he's done. I think he's like literally done lettering for things. If I'm he not, am may I crazy? Have I don't I know. I thought of he that. was. I've never known him to be just a letterer. Oh, I interesting. But he is uh, like I read his little daily comics every day because I do yeah, his Patreon. No, his and, like it's always correct. Like, his stuff is he's re- awesome. he's really good, and he does stuff for Eric Powell. That's true. Which um, he might not letter. You know what else is great. <laughs> Red Room Trigger Warnings number one. Oh, what's that about? I didn't look at it. Well, um, Looks, the last if you ones like that stabby, I at super murdery, disembowelly, guess and, what? And we know from our discussion of The Punisher how much I love that stuff. You do. You love it. Uh, this is, uh, it's good. This is Ed Piscor. This is Ed Piscor. Yeah. Uh, I had a dream about Ed Piscor. Was it that he started a piss core band? No, it oh. was not. Should I say piss core? Is there a way to pronounce it? Where no, it's piss core? I, I love it. I think it sounds hilarious that it's piss core. Um, I think piss core should be a genre. I think actually, that... it might have been Jim Rugg. I'm honestly not sure. It could have been just been either one of them. But I had a dream that I went to an airport and and they had a booth <laughs> that they sold comics out of, nice. and they were mean to me when I asked them <laughs> questions. <laughs> I think I, it's like I that just like great. have like intimidation about like people that are like professional people who do and or talk about comics. I don't blame you. Yeah. They're all dicks. They, I mean, they probably are all very. <laughs> they, they actually seem very nice. Uh, they sent me an email last like <laughs> a couple weeks ago, uh, looking for copies of that book and had a of what book? Ah, fuck! What is his name? He's that guy. He lives up near Bangor. He does a bunch of Stephen King illustrations. Oh, He's I know who you're talking guy. about. I can't think of his name now. I can't now. think of his fucking name now. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, he was calling about that because they were doing an episode about him or something in an episode. Yeah. 
Um, they yes. actually just did uh, Alien Salvation. The uh, oh, Dave Gibbons I love Manila. that. That's like the best alien story that's ever been told. That isn't one of the. That movies. is pretty much true. It's so good. That is so goddamn good. It's yep. yeah. That era is so fun. That's one of those cartoonist kayfabe things, though. That like when they do something that I don't care about, I'm just like, yeah, they're doing whatever. And then they do something that I own and that I've had forever, and I'm like, who's oh, now? They're You're talking about it. I've had that since <laughs> 1996. <laughs> Yeah, but it's true. It's pretty great. Yeah. Um, you know what else is great? What? Sabretooth. Sabretooth. Oh, man, Let's I thought talk about this, this was awesome. It is awesome, awesome. Awesome. More comics that are X-Men, actual canon X-Men yep. comics need to come out where they're like, fuck these assholes. Yeah. Because the X-Men are being assholes and well, it needs yeah. to be shouted to the fucking hills and, and Sabretooth is, is doing it. And this is this is definitely the. Sorry, I'm getting really animated. This but episode. that is definitely the the direction that the X Men books are going. Is that like, oh, this was all evil, and that civilization is kind of bullshit. I personally think that is a mistake, but we know how. It's well uh, established. At this how point. do you feel about She Hulk number one second printings? Uh, I thought She Hulk number one was fantastic. Really, very, very, very much better than I expected it to be. And if you missed it, yeah, I did the first printing i would definitely not hesitate to purchase a second printing i would say that sonic the hedgehog imposter syndrome number three is a comic book that's out as well as the hardcover of the idw collection volume two fantastic also sonic the hedgehog volume 10 test run trade paperback is out also spawn number 327 did you mention that spawn appears in ant I did not, but Spawn appears in Ant. Yes, the Ant comic that came out has Spawn in it. Also, uh, if you're a big fan of uh, old Jizz Fingers, he's back. <laughs> oh, I love that uh, guy. Jizz Fingers is back in Spawn 327. Uh, what is his name? Haunt? Oh. Spews okay. ectoplasm from his fingertips, and it looks for all the world like Jizz, because ah. they wanted to make a rip-off Spider-Man. Like. <laughs> No, it's not webbing. It's ectoplasm, and it comes from his fingers, and it looks like jizz. Good job. <laughs> Just what the world needed. And I think the reason that it's here is because Kirkman went, dude, I don't care about this character. You can fucking have it. It's garbage. <laughs> it's straight-up hot garbage. And if Marvel ever gets a hair across their ass, they will destroy it because it is a total ripoff. <laughs> It could not possibly look more like Spider-Man. And then making an homage on that cover where it looks exactly like Spider-Man. Oh, is it a, like a Spider-Man 300 it's, homage It's a Spider-Man number one, uh, his, McFarlane's number one Spider-Man, oh. where he's sitting in the web. Yep. To be fair, I love that image, but whatever. To be fair, that story had every uh, right to, to be, be called uh, Torment. <laughs> Uh, Sorry. Slam. It's just hot takes hot coming fast takes. and furious this episode. Um, We're going to get in so much trouble. Oh, you want to know about a hot take? Ooh, sure. Here's a hot take. What's that? I read Spider-Man Gwenaverse. Yeah, I read it too. And I thought it was really good. I liked it a lot. <laughs> I bought it. I think it's great. I don't understand my brain anymore, but I thought this was a great fucking comic. Yeah, it's fun. And... I love Spider Verse, and this is like it's kind just more of like a comic yeah. of Spider Verse. It's like uh, I, you know, what I really like. I like the the um, 
the weird like I was expecting oh they'll do Captain America oh they'll yeah, do yeah. you know Hulk yeah. they'll do like all the like stereo Iron Man whatever but it's like That's nope they start with Nighthawk it's like okay cool yeah yeah that was interesting I I also like Spider Zero too. I okay, so that's really awesome that she exists in this. So Miles Morales' sister, little baby sister, uh, has grown up in this issue, and she is Spider Zero, as was foretold in an old issue of Miles Morales, which will now command high prices on the internet. I assume so. Her first appearance is Miles Morales fifteen, something like that. Sixteen? Shit, I can't remember. Also, this has Clam Goblin. <laughs> Glam Goblin. It's actually Glam Goblin, but um, Glam Goblin. I read it as Clam Goblin, and it's <laughs> the greatest name ever. It's terrifying. Uh, wow. I also I do love the villains in this. Speaking of the tick, the villains in this are very tick adjacent. <laughs> Roach Man. I mean, there's Roach Man, but there was also the first villain was uh, the She Bodega Bandit. <laughs> Uh, and she basically steals lunch meat, which was uh, a good choice. She's the liberator of lunch meat. Uh, that was a bold move <laughs> for the first thing to make it that cartoony. Yeah. I loved She Bodega Bandit. That's right. <laughs> it really just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? She Bodega Bandit. Well, it's, you know, I love that thing where it's just like whatever hero just like put she in front of it. Right. And it's like, you know, so well, it's that, clearly it just kind of making right. fun of that. Right. Exactly. Apparently there was a Bodega Bandit, which yeah. I guess I must have missed that. Uh, it's like, it's I like. Mean, I, probably a lot of people did. <laughs> in your defense. It's like she paste pot Pete. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Boom. Let's see. Pace Pot Patricia. <laughs> Pace Pot Patty is pretty funny. Uh, okay. Let's see. Star Wars Crimson Rain. Nice. That's out. And we've got Han Solo and Chewbacca, number one. Kids love it. Yeah. Star Wars The Mandalorian. This is another one of those sticker books. And this one, lots of little Grogu's. Come on, you gotta buy it. It's got a little Grogu's in it. Nice. Uh, Strange Academy number seventeen. Finally, an issue of Strange Academy that isn't being scalped for a million dollars. Weird. <laughs> it's, it's just new characters constantly being introduced, yeah. and they're all cool. So I kind of get it. Uh, these are very uh, hot topic villains that are going on in this particular issue. Nice. Some real like. I don't know. Uh, they look like uh, Lucky McGee's Alice in Wonderland. Remember that? No. <laughs> I think it's Lucky McGee. These things are things I don't understand. It's very hot topic I'm old. Uh, Superboy, Legion of Superheroes. One of them big old tabloid editions, the digesty or Oh, I saw things. that. That does look kind of neat. If you're into the that, that era of Legion of Superheroes, that's a cool find. A little Those are the only kid. comics I ever read as a kid because I found them at a... Wow. <laughs> Found them at a yard sale, I think, once. I got people got mad at me when I said I didn't like the Legion of Superheroes online one time. Mm. I was just like, it's, I don't like it. That's Sorry, you're that's you're one of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's like three fucking people in the world. Speaking of like, speaking of Gerald again, Gerald Walker, the only person I know who loves the Legion of Superheroes. There are people who love and, the Legion of Superheroes, but though. They love it a lot. I mean, he's he's one of those old school kind of nerds that like, it's like, oh yeah, I love this thing. 
But it's not like he's like, everyone should love this. He doesn't go around like, I'd, I've never had a conversation with Gerald where he was like, Man. I don't understand. Why don't you love this? Yeah. He's like, no, I get it. It's fucking confusing as shit. And I've had that. And I love it. It's it's just for me, and I get it. And me and the other five people that get excited about Legion, we're in a little club together. I think there was just like a real hot minute where Legion of Superheroes was really popular, and then it just immediately became unpopular. But like all of those people still read comics, and they're yeah. just like now they're like fifty plus or sixty or seventy or eighty. Yeah, I don't I don't know how. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how the you manage to get a fan base for something like that where it, it's I mean, just it had to be because there like, to you, there's very so hot. much material. Like yep. there's so much Legion of superheroes. It went for like hundreds of issues. Yeah. But I mean, the thing, the thing is like, I know people, I mean, this is a much more recent reference, but people who read Legion lost and were like, this is absolutely incredible. I, I like, love I, this. I, Legion lost people. was phenomenal. Yep. And then, they got to the end of it, and they were like, I should read a Legion comic. No, I shouldn't. Okay, cool. And yeah. they never read another Legion comic. That is, that is literally exactly what happened to I me. mean, that's what I happened to that everybody. I read comic, and I loved it, and then I read, like, four issues of the follow-up, and I was just like, nope. Nope. No. It's just, it's it's too much. There are yeah. too many characters, and there I do think that there is something there. I think it's that when you have so many characters, like, the reason Legion Lost worked is because they split a group yep. of them off, and it was just that yeah. manageable sized cast that you could follow. And then it just also happened to be a good story yeah. with really good art. Absolutely. Uh, Superman, son of Kal-El number nine part, this is part two of the Nightwing crossover. Yeah. And also was really good and potentially some status quo changes for the Superman book. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, we'll see. And Superman versus Lobo. Number three. <laughs> I don't really understand why it exists, but it looks fine. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But there's a Daniel Warren Johnson cover oh, that nice. fucking rules. Oh, that's cool. I didn't see that. Yeah, it's just Lobo holding Superman down with a chain around his neck. <laughs> nice. I love that guy. Uh, me the too. Uh, Teen Titans Academy hardcover. Volume one, X marks the spot. Yeah. It's too bad this one's sputtering out because it yep. was so good. This is definitely, like, if you're a trade buyer, get this. Like, you know, if it's, yeah. you know, like, hardcovers, wait for the trade. But, like, it's good. It's worth reading. And I apologize that this isn't a funnier manga name, but The Girl in the Arcade, Volume 1, is out. Okay. I I wish it was a little bit more nonsensical. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'll try harder next time. Uh, we got a bunch of Omnibuses of The Incredible Hulk, Volume 1. So starting from the beginning of The Hulk, back when he was a little, little gray guy. Uh, oh, Grey Goo. We got uh, we got both <laughs> covers. We got the original, you know, Silver Age cover, and we've got a an Alex Ross version of it. Cool. We've also got a trade paperback of the Man Who Fucked Up Time. Oh yeah, I remember that comic. Yeah, was that, that like was... a pandemic comic that just kind of like? Yeah, got it was one of those things that I think I just didn't really get because I was like, "Listen, man, <laughs> I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to pay the goddamn rent. Let's not yeah. buy into anything that looks like it, you know, that's from AfterShock, which is too bad because John Layman wrote it. So oh. I've heard really good things about it. 
Yeah. And now you can read it in trade. There you go. If you're one of those people that I have screwed over by not carrying it in issue form, sorry, y'all. Uh, Thor, number 23, is out. Great. Did you read it? Uh, I did not. It was good. Very, like, really? I, I, I'm surprised people aren't, like, scalping this. Really? I like I, I read the last couple of issues, and I was like, this isn't doing it for me anymore. Oh, wow. I, felt, I like this one. I felt like it... <sighs> I'm starting to realize that Donny Cates has a formula. <laughs> sure. And it just feels like he's repeated it like five times now. And I'm like, oh, shit. Well, I would say if he does, uh, this sort of bucks it. Oh, like, cool. The end of this puts Thor in a place that I think could make some. Oh, awesome. I mean, I don't, I don't want to give it away. So right, right. Yeah, whatever. yeah. But like, it's not like g- game changing. It's okay. just cool. Cool. Um, okay, here. This will make you feel better. Uh, Toilet-bound Hanako-kun <laughs> graphic novel, uh, yes, volume zero. <laughs> Toilet-bound Hanaku. Hanaku-kun. I don't know how to say it. I don't care. Uh, Trial of the Amazons, number one. We talked about it already. We talked about it already. Unbelievable Unteens trade paperback is out. Oh, that's Lemire, Lamazel. Yep. We got Usagi Yojimbo, a bunch of trades. We get the Fantagraphic trades in. Excellent. So the Ronin, Wanderer's Road, uh, Dragon Bellow Conspiracy, Lone Goat and Kid, mm. all from Fantagraphics. All the classics. Yes. And, and I mean that non sounded sarcastic. It's not. <laughs> it's not. They, Those are the classics. Legitimately, these are classics. Uh, Venom number six. I'm off. I'm so on. <laughs> That's cool. That's so funny. I thought this was great. It's too cosmic for me. This issue is like literally, literally just like a fucking A-Team episode. <laughs> it's Dylan goes and works at a fucking biker bar because he's like, he's homeless. And so he takes up with these guys and they're bringing in weapon shipments and he goes in and busts up a bunch of fucking bikers. Nice. It's it's like just straight up like it could have been an 80s action hour you know, like it's yeah, one I guess of those things. I didn't things. pay much attention to. It. I just flipped one? through it, and it was a bunch of like I did see some bikers. I guess I did. I just yeah, I, yeah. I'm tuned it's, out. I I think not. it's great. Listen to Tristan on this one. I love if you like Dylan, who and I do. I think I think Dylan was the best choice that Venom creators have made in the last 20 years i think well if it's like a venom doing venom stuff then it definitely is like yeah. i'm just like i get that like venom's costume is from space but like the one thing donny cates did to venom yeah. that i actually kind of think was like not the direction that i was into is like turning him into god yes i'm just kind oh, of I like agree. nah it's uh, the he's an earth guy he's, this is you know, this is whatever. going on a tangent yeah, in an already overly yeah, long we're, we're, podcast yeah. but i've got to say i'm gonna stop I'm I'm annoyed. The one thing that does annoy me is, I think that Guardians of the Galaxy inv- reinvented the Venom origin uh, of the the Clintar planet in such a way that it was absolutely genius and really cool, and it explained a lot about the like. It was a hive mind planet, and occasionally pieces of it would break off. They were sane kind normal things and that the the longer they were away from the hive mind the crazier they got 
they became violent and unstable. Hmm. And they needed they would find hosts, but that wasn't what they needed. They needed to be back at their home world. And then once they were back with their home world, they became sane again. Basically, you needed to recharge your symbiote or it would go progressively crazier. And that concept was so cool when they did it in Guardians and then they were like, eh, that's not true anymore. And they just dropped that whole fucking plot line. Yeah. Which was a bummer because I thought that was really clever. Yeah. That is clever. That's um, that's that's a good that's a good take. Yeah. It was a cool it was a cool thing. Hey, I hope you read this because I wish I did. Women of Marvel number one. It I, is International Women's Day today. It is. And when you're hearing this, it's the day after International Women's Day today. <laughs> <laughs> Celebrate it again. Celebrate it again. Because you know you did yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I did read it. It was, uh, there's some good stories in it. Uh, it's an anthology. It's got, uh, it's kind of like uh, linked by a um, black cat uh, oh, cool. story. And then it's got like uh, a bunch of different characters. Like not, uh, like good, just not like what yeah. I'm looking for in a, in a, in a week when I've already gotten a bunch of other stuff. But um I will but, say but cool. there has never been an issue like once in a blue moon there is a comic with a cover that is so good that I want to own it just for the cover and don't give a shit about anything else about it. Which cover? And that is the Witter cover of Women of Marvel. It's the uh it's Gabby and, and Jubilee. Oh my No. No, it's it's the it's the family. It's the it's the Wolverine family. Oh, so okay. I didn't see that. It's the two one. of them and their Wolverine, and they're posing for a photo. Nice. And the Wolverine is making an adorable face. Uh, I can't I didn't remember see that what one. his fucking name is. I've forgotten the name of the Wolverine. Damn it! <laughs> but either way, it is. It's so cool, and it, it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, that really so encapsulates what was so beautiful about that series. Which, again, I will go on record as saying, all new Wolverine. Was great. Gold. Tom Taylor. Gold. That's great. The guy doesn't do bad comics. He doesn't. And that was just like the most charming, enjoyable version of the Wolverine mythos that I've ever seen. Yep. I love it. Um, hey, Wrong Earth, Trapped on Teen Planet, one shot. Oh, man. Did you read it? I did not. So basically, this is like the Wrong Earth. It's a one shot. It's written by Gail Simone. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. It's drawn by uh, Bill Morrison of Simpsons comics fame what? and underground comics. Yeah. Uh, basically what happens is they go to a uh, Archie. They get stuck in Archie. <laughs> awesome. It's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Totally. awesome. That's pretty awesome. Uh, and it's just a one shot. We've got book two of wind that is out now. Um, we do have, uh, they released X deaths and X lives of Wolverine number four, same week. Uh, and those are both out. I have not read either of them because I couldn't figure out which one to read first. And I, I was I read X was Deaths and paralyzed. it made sense, but I didn't like it. And I read <laughs> X Lives and it didn't make sense and I didn't like it. Oh, I was hoping you were going to say that you did like the one that didn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. That would have been funny. No. Um, did, I didn't like the art. <laughs> so X-Men Legends 12 is also out. Ugh. Speaking of the art, like this, I was kind of like, oh, this could be cool. It's basically like one of those things where it's like, here's the story of how it's like right before Kitty and it's Claremont wrote it. And I it's just, right before Kitty and Nightcrawler join go to yeah, England. No, I freak Excalibur. All I can say is 
just don't even try. Come on. You can't. Who are you going to get that's going to be Art fucking Adams? Oh, Who's you, gonna you make want it? Alan Davis for or, Excalibur because oh, wow. for too. this book, like, and he did the cover, but like, uh, yeah, I, I just it, and and no no slight to I think Scott Eaton did the art and he's good, but like I just I don't know I just wasn't into it. Oh man, I tried. Yep. Anyway, it wasn't like the Walt Simonson ones. Uh, no, the, which were great. Well, we got uh, we got that all done. That's all we got. Yeah, we should probably just wrap it. Probably wrap it up. Uh, Follow us at CoastCityComics.com or go to CoastCityComics.com. Buy things. Yes. That's what you do. Yes. Follow us on Instagram at CoastCityComics.com if you're not uh, getting rid of the awful thing that is social media that is (laughs) causing you constant psychic damage every time you look at it. Uh, If you can't get yourself to stop looking at it, uh, then follow us because we don't post negative terrible things we also don't uh, post a lot <laughs> we don't post a lot so we're also not there's really. at um actually comics as well. and there's at um actually comics and you I'll, know i'll post that dr gravestone or whatever is yes please do yeah uh and also uh rad wraith comes out next week we finally ah. have an actual goddamned release date for nice. that so are you gonna do a signing thank god i'm not gonna do a <laughs> signing <laughs> Uh, if I can get Christian here, I might do something yeah. at some point. Maybe for issue two. Good event. Um, yeah, so Party. that would be fun. Make a cake. <laughs> hey, we did a cake the last time when we did the original issue. So, yeah. uh, yes, we will do that. Uh, I'm so goddamn excited. Uh, and that's it. Thank you so much, and we will see you next week. Good night. Bye. Bye.